so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. What's up? This is Ho Ho Hong Kong. I am Andy Curtin. I'm here with Vivek Mabubani. Wow. I'm never getting it wrong now. You're in a good mood today? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. All right. I was the opposite. I say it the wrong way when I'm in a good mood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, where do people find you online? Uh, at Funny Vivek, sometimes with letter M, sometimes without. Just try. They're both me. Yeah. There's no other Viveks out there. That's it. Uh, no other funny one. Viveks. There yeah. are many Viveks, but not the funny one. Right. But you, you've watched that. They must all hate you because they Google themselves and it's just you. Yeah, it's really annoying. And <laughs> I, 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 I would know that because I Google myself. Yeah, I had, a bat- I had a battle for a few years when I started doing comedy with some some schmuck selling. I thought maybe some furniture company is like, hey, that's our curtain. Oh, there was selling. a bit of that. Yeah, yeah I've, of I've, that. I've watched them all. I got the first two pages. I want to wonder, like, when you Google image search your name, do we get curtains more or do we get you more? Uh, you gotta, if you put Andy in there, you'll get me. Okay. All right. I'll leave it at that. Well, that's uh, that, that's an we'll, we'll <laughs> reveal the answer to our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> uh, on that note, if you are enjoying the podcast, hit subscribe. Uh, and we have uh, a Patreon account at patreon.com slash hohopod. That is pretty amazing at the moment if you want to mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, we release bonus episodes every Thursday and lots of other stuff. Now, our guest today, also a podcaster from the In the Changing Room podcast, which is all about women in sport, interviewing a wide variety of women involved in sport from Olympic. Olympic athletes to business owners to mums, Sissy Radford. Thanks for coming in today. Hey guys, thanks so much. I always have a strange name. Sissy is a, a weird one. <laughs> Pretty normal compared to most of the people we have on. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got some interesting people at comedy shows. We've got comedians who are like my full name. Don't say my full name. Just call me Chu. It's like yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> like his name is Andrew Chu, but he was like call me Chu. I'm like. <laughs> Like, or or ha chew. Yeah, ha chew. I'm like, I'm like, is that a sneeze or do I sound racist if I ask that question? <laughs> exactly. <'Cause he's, laughs> so, this is the thing. When, when, so, I'll tell you, this, Andrew, when he first told me to call me ha chew, I was like, are you ripping my funny Vivek? Yeah. <laughs> like a ha and a chew. Or are you trying to play off the sound? But anyway, back to you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's Very a, happy to be here. And uh, so, let's step into the Hong Kong history a little bit before we dive into it. How, how long have you been here? Uh, this is my fourth year. Um, so, January 2018, I moved here. So, like two normal years, two weird years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very hot. One year of being like, will I go? Will I stay? For yeah. Every day. Uh, that's, that's every single person. <laughs> exactly. Even, exactly. Even the local people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right now, everyone's like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I think I do it every year. Every year, I'm like, I think this is this is it. You know, I'll head home after this year. Oh, yeah, but that... I envisage myself like 10 years time. Like, well, You okay. know, the funny thing is the people that don't do that, they're the ones that leave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Usually the people who stayed in Hong for like, what, 20 years, they're like, I thought I'll be here for six months. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what happened to me. I love the place. Oh, what do you, what do, you I... do here? I've been deliberating about leaving for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I remember <laughs> when I first arrived, everybody I met was like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to do a year. This is my seventh. And I was like, what, the, what yeah. is wrong with yeah, like seven it? when you first arrive seems overwhelming, and now it's, it's like ridiculous. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How funny. How funny. Yeah. I was like, Do you not miss home? Well, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think it's more Hong because I, I was in Shanghai for 10 years. Oh, yeah. And it, there's a little bit of that, but not as extreme as uh-huh. here. Here, it's like people really because I think also Hong Kong's like, in, in a way, it's it's not the boldest move into Asia, right? Exactly. You're not like moving to a rural yeah. vir- village yeah. or something like that, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, true, true, true. yeah. And there's plenty of people that come here really 
just for something else. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, I get the, this will be a good job for a little while yeah, or something. Yeah. And then, uh, but it's a pretty great city. Isn't it? And I, I do think love there's, it. There's plenty of people at home, for me anyway, that, that don't realize it's like that mix of East and West. So they're like, what do you do? How do you get by? Yeah. What language do you speak out there? I'm like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> yeah, there's so Wait. much you have to understand. And Stop watching the movies. Kong versus Godzilla was fake. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> was it? Oh, well. Well, the characters on the billboards were, but anyway. And that, the other thing, funny thing is there's so much negative stuff in the news right now. Right. And yeah. people are like, how are you there? I'm like, you know what's still great on the ground, uh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought, I found it really hard last year, like, January, February, March, when COVID was a real thing here, but like not at home. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, where, what are you living through? Like, this must be awful. I was like, it's actually like, it's kind of fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just gotta go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of and okay. then three weeks yeah. later, how's your burning down city? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But no, it's great. Love it here. Love it. Yeah, but let me ask you this. When you first got to Hong Kong, mm. uh, did you feel like, I want to integrate into society, I want to learn the language, I want to try every everything that's local, or were you the type that, take it easy, slow down, you know, maybe if I encounter something local, I'll try it out? Um, honestly, probably more the second one. When I first came, so I was working for a language center, um, and... In, in where? Here. When in, you first arrived? Well, I mean, I mean, but, 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 and where, 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 where did you come from? Oh, um, from the UK. Yeah, which city? Uh, Nottingham. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was living in London when I, before I came here, um, but from Nottingham originally. Yeah, and why, why did you move out here? So I... Just wanted to see all of the places England owned at some point. (laughs) 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 No, I I had had in my head for so long that I wanted to go and teach English abroad. Um, So I just teach TEFL English, right? And you teach uh, French as well, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that's my degree. Um, So I had in my head for so long, I'm going to go and teach English somewhere. I think in my head, I thought I was going to be like in a little shack village school oh, with the blackboard know, like some little poor town yeah. like let me draw microsoft word on the blackboard for you <laughs> yeah i've arrived <laughs> exactly with, with knowledge <laughs> and the fruits of the future no exactly so i did my tefl in thailand and was fully intending to stay in thailand be there and then as i was doing my tefl i got this message from a girl i went to school with like in the town i'm from in nottingham to say hey uh saw you doing a tefl um, I manage a language center in Hong Kong. She fancy coming. And she sent me some details of the job. I had a quick Google of Hong Kong. I did a conversion of the salary in Hong Kong dollars to pounds and was like, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I arrived, the company I worked for, they put you in a flat with other teachers oh, yeah, yeah. from the company. So it was super easy at the start, but it meant that, that both of those girls were also from the UK. So I'd say for my first year, I was, it was like I was in England, really, yeah, to be yeah. honest. It's a good work um, staying in the flat back in the UK. Yeah, like it was so easy. You know, I didn't have to look for a flat myself. I didn't have to sort any of that out. But it definitely... God, this is like the polar opposite to my experience. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? It, it took me a year, I'd say, before. Joining the football team is when I sort of first met like local girls. And, you know, there was a couple of local admins at the centre I worked at. But really, yeah, you know, I was not. But I usually, like, yeah, the admins just go straight to the point. Like, oh, this is your class. So what do you do? And that's right. it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, they're so to the point in everything. To the point where they're like, 
Why do you wear your hair like that? Why yeah. are you wearing trousers? Oh yeah, full on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a boy. <laughs> it, it's it's not the politeness issue. It's the lack of vocabulary. I uh, want to be like, yeah. hey, just really curious, want to ask you a question, but we're like, I don't know any of those words. So why? That's hair? a really good point. That's you know, a good point, John yeah. Buckman, who we had, you know, the coffee guy, was saying that it's sometimes so much easier to communicate with the people that they engage uh-huh. here because with a limitation on the language they have no choice but to be as clear as possible mm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I checked out the episode it's very interesting it's very true because like that's also very Cantonese as well Cantonese is such a straightforward to the point language yeah. so it kind of makes sense I just translate what I'm thinking uh-huh. and the point is why is your hair like that like I don't see the rudeness in Cantonese. You're like, uh-huh. you know, why are you fat? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Straight up. It's like I mean, there's no hey. I just wanted to be asking you a few questions out of curiosity. It's like, why fat? Why? <laughs> why not thin? It's like okay, <laughs> let's leave it at that. <laughs> why not thin? Why not thin? I'm thin. I'm like, uh, why did you choose I, fat? Why, 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 why are you? Why aren't you answering me? Like, yeah, I, exactly, I, yeah. exactly. I checked the dictionary. Exactly. It literally is word for word. I have a voice sounding dictionary that's what it says why, why are you, you crying fat? did i say it wrong did i did i pronounce fat wrong yeah, it's exactly. fat right you're fat yeah, why are you fat is the focus <laughs> on you better why are you, why are you fat yeah. <laughs> raise the tones of the question not an exclamation <laughs> so okay so the first year and then eventually with the football and everything you got to meet more locals and right, you right. tried that yeah. did you yeah. like immediately i'm sure they were like oh you got to try this you got to say that learn this word and stuff like that yeah pretty much and it, they they, the local girls on our team this, find it very, very funny to teach you how to say... And you say it wrong and they're like, ah, ah, so funny, so funny. But uh, yeah, I'd say it took it took a little while. Yeah. There eventually. It's weird because like in Cantonese, when we see like non-Chinese uh, speakers speak Cantonese and mess right. it up, it's funny. But in English, yeah. it's like, no, oh, just bad pronunciation. That's about it. We're not yeah. going to laugh at you. Like, yeah. Right? I, when I used to do stand-up in Mandarin, if I said the wrong word, I'd often get a big laugh from the crowd and the yeah. Chinese comics are like, Fuck that. We have to write <laughs> jokes. Yeah. <now. laughs> you just have to say the punchline badly. They're like, I'm getting a pause break because I couldn't pronounce fat properly. And <laughs> <laughs> the power and benefits, man, of not being local. <laughs> yeah. I, I was always just like, yeah, yeah. Do it in English. Go try. See how see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm, that's not funny at all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe say it incorrectly. No, I mean for them to do it. Oh, I'm, like, I'm getting the, the benefit. reward oh, here mean. for trying. Hot right. chew to that. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So, because I'm always very curious to see like when people kind of get more integrated in the local uh, mm. lifestyle and everything. What were like the languages? I, I'm always curious. Some people want to learn the swear words first. Yeah. yeah. Some people learn the same simple like yao lock getting off the minibus. Uh-huh. As the, do you remember that first phrase? Do you were like, oh, this is a phrase I need. Um, Don't tell me it's like mgoi. I think it might have Oh been. my God, that's Why? such a What's typical British thing. Because that's such a typical like <laughs> British thing. I'm going to learn how to say thank you or excuse me. But yeah. you know what another typical British thing is? That I'm even I, I'm so scared to even say it now because I'm like, I think I'll just go with thank you because yeah. I feel like I'm going to say it wrong or just yeah, yeah, stupid, yeah. which is so silly. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that teaching kids, I quickly learnt what like idiot is or like rude things oh, are yeah, yeah, they would yeah. chat to themselves about me or something yeah, yeah. that's um, funny yeah or playing football as well because on our team we're sort of western and local yeah so the referee gets it in both languages we have <laughs> english abuse and <laughs> cantonese abuse so I, i'd say i've picked up more rude things than anything but yeah okay. thank you for sure. so I you, yeah you picked up cantonese basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it like what do you mean rude things like, that's, that's, that's how, what that's, i keep hearing is cantonese is such a great language to swear i love it oh cantonese swearing is the best yeah. like everything just hits you 
You know, just like I, I even have a whole joke about the word "tiu." You know, the Cantonese swear word for "fuck." Because uh, it sounds like the number seven, doesn't it? Uh, no, chat is chat means oh. idiot. Like to chat, you know, so stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. So tiu is like the thing with tiu is okay. So the joke is like this. Basically, if you if you want to learn tiu, uh, when you let's say bum to someone, you just kind of go like tiu, and you know, it's pissed off, right? Just like fuck. Are you right? say that to them? Oh, well, you say it to you under your breath, <laughs> depending <laughs> on their, their body size, if they're kind that's of fat. That's what you're like, saying when I walk yeah, around. Exactly. When you're on stage, like tiu, you're like, oh, that's a weird boo. <laughs> so this is the key if you're friendly with someone right and let's say they're late for a meeting or whatever you don't just say you you go Dew. you drag it out so oh. it's like a slow fuck <laughs> right this is what i teach people like the friendliness factor comes in the duration of your deal so if i know you and we're friends and you're pissed off at me just go like Dew. take your time but if i don't know you, you're a stranger like do so when people like, I would say like, if you want to do me, do slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, man. You're like, we're good friends. You know, just, just don't, don't just do. do. I, rem- I remember like my it. first three years in, in Shanghai, people were always like, Chinese people swear. And I was like, they don't. They never swear. And then I learned the swear words. I was like, oh, that's what they've been saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. So it's, it's the same for everyone then, I guess. Yeah, the swear words yeah. automatically come by living in the, in, yeah. in the city. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's good. That's very healthy. That's good to know for self-defense as well. Yeah. So when people yeah. say stuff, you don't go like, ah, I'm going. Yeah, a lot. They're like, okay, never mind. She doesn't but get. But what it. do you think would be a word beyond hello or thank you that you would learn first? Uh, in a in a different city. In any lang- in any other language. I don't know. What is the most? Sa- imp- what's the first I guess word that you would the, learn? The best, the most typical Hong Kong thing would be like, "Where's my salary?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Oh yeah, I see you using that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on who you're interacting. If you're a really good businessman, then pretty much everybody. Right? Yeah. That's your goal. Like with my money. I learned my I learned my address in Chinese pretty quickly. Nice. But oh, my yeah. address sounds a lot like Happy New Year, Chinese New Year. Really? So sometimes I get in a taxi and say, Kong Hei Fat Choi. And they yeah. look around like, what are you calling? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd try and say Happy New Year to my admin and I'd read my address. <laughs> it yeah. was very confusing, the two of them. But that's definitely address, I, I nailed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's that that's pretty... Actually, yeah, that might have important. been the first one. That you yeah, yeah. There you, okay, yeah. I think you win with that one. The address, address would be more important than even salary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so has sport always been a massive thing for you? Um, Sport, no. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about getting people to do it because I was not really a sporty child. I think I was... So you're like a born-again Christian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my uni initiations were like my baptism. Dunked into, into it, the yeah. Gatorade or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I really... I was... Uh, no, I wasn't very sporty growing up or as a teenager. Um, I sort of was like very young, but then stopped didn't really think there was much going on for a girl to play was it do you think like, a gender played a role in that yeah i'd say like i i played we had like a primary school football team um and i loved it and then we went to i went to secondary school and there wasn't and i'm sure that you know if i had expressed to my parents i'd really like to play they would have found me a team hmm. but in my sort of 10 year old world there wasn't yeah. a team and there wasn't really a place and we had like quite horrific horrific it's a bit exaggerated but some like sports day incidents right where they would have to have one girl on a team of something and I would usually be the girl that would oh, be super embarrassing okay, yeah. to lose and I was like ah, I hate sport ah, never again yeah, and yeah. then I had like I did a lot of dance growing up and I did a lot of like drama and musical theatre and stuff I was quite performy and then when I went to uni my dad was like join a team that'll be great and I was like okay so I walked around the sports like fair, I guess, in the first week of uni and uh, saw the football team and was like, well, 
we could. Oh, okay. We could give okay. It a go. They Wait, seem fun. What attracted about it? Like, well, this is a nice looking ball. It's like, you know, black <laughs> and white and it's got a little pattern on it. No, it's, we... Come on, it's the outfits. <laughs> True. Same for anyone. Yeah. You just want those, the shorts and the shirt and the shoes <laughs> and the socks. Don't the socks. Long too. socks. Yeah. <laughs> Covers the whole shin. I'll take it. <laughs> I think I just remember walking around and I signed up for like netball and cheerleading and everything else I thought that I maybe should play. And then the football was like at the end. And honestly, the group of girls that were on the committee at the time the table I think they were drinking like they were just messing around like they weren't really trying to get people they yeah. were just kicking a ball around being I mean like stupid. compared to netball like, I like you that's funny <laughs> yeah. I mean like it's true you don't need half your brain you're only using your feet netball right. and stuff you gotta use your hands and your feet right you and gotta like run is, around you know, and throw there's it. so many rules like where you can go like each position has to stay within certain lines there's yeah thinking in yeah because yeah. my sister used to play netball and I was like I don't know I don't want to be anywhere close to that game if you're playing it really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know anything about it <laughs> netball is like in England what girls do in PE at school so they're usually split the girls and the we boys did, I did it in, in primary school oh really they made us do it yeah uh-huh. I must have made us do it it was, it was fun yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that was one of the things that we would do uh-huh. on rotation yeah we would always do <laughs> netball or hockey like a field hockey or something. Uh-huh. and then the boys would go and do boys field yeah, hockey can be pretty rough field hockey's terrifying really scary those balls are rock hard yeah wow. Ooh, I, I tried cricket before that hurt Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those balls are hard as well. Oh, cricket's got to be the worst sport on the planet. It's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. I'm yeah. always like, why? Why are we watching this? This is horrible. Yeah. But people that do like cricket, they love. Oh, they're crazy about they're crazy. it. Yeah. yeah. Die hard. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can always yeah. tell because they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the genesis of the podcast then? I, I think I'd wanted to do a podcast for a few years. Um, I love, love, love podcasts, love listening to them. And what, what did you like? What was really grabbed you? Um, I, my, the first podcast I remember loving, do you know The Guilty Feminist? I don't. That I one don't. is. She's I know a guilty feminist, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to a podcast I yet. I just used to find it super funny. And when I was studying, when I was finishing studying, I was driving from my uni in London um, back to Nottingham quite a lot. And I would just listen to that on repeat. And I loved it. And it was funny. And it was these, there was three or four women that were doing it. And they would do it live. They would do it um, not live. <laughs> What's the opposite of live? <laughs> Offline. Pre-recorded. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. Um, and I think I just had it in my head. Like, that would be a really cool thing to do. Um, and then thought about it for a couple of years in Hong Kong, my first few years. And then really it was when COVID happened last January I was like, right, now's the time. You know, my work got super, super quiet. I honestly had more hours in the day that I knew what to do with. And I was like, this is it. I got to sort it now. I went through three or four ideas. And yeah, I think based like people I met in Hong Kong, women in sport, I thought this is a cool thing to do to interview these people so you know what's funny it? like during covid time uh melbourne county festival just p- comedians in melbourne came out with this whole new video saying like please don't do new podcasts yeah. oh it was great <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, i've got to send it to you you'll yeah, love it it's really really and funny. i was like thinking that when you said that during covid i'm like this is such a hong kong thing like you oh, tell me i don't do it i'm gonna do two yeah. i'm gonna <laughs> do two podcasts now <laughs> well, <laughs> you, tell me you know that it. uh amazon sold out of podcast mark podcast microphones during the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did I think I even said that when I put my first thing out like I'm probably 
the only person in the world that doesn't have a podcast. So here is one. Yeah. You know, I did feel like, but I think that's part of what helped me to do it because I think for so long I thought it was this very technical thing that you had to be quite specialist to be able to do. And then you listen to some eight-year-old doing it. You're like, I think <laughs> yeah. I can manage this. I think it was somebody I'd gone to uni with or school with that put one out and did it. I, I love like, that. Do you know, if that person can do it, yeah. I can, can do I it. Can I tell you, 100% of people that do stand-up come from watching someone else on stage and go, I can do that. <laughs> I'm better than that guy. Yeah, yeah that's all it takes. <laughs> just, competition. Yeah, the only difference is there's a mic and I don't, that's all. Yeah. 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 So I just want to take this moment to shout out to all our Patreon subscribers that uh, we would love you to like tell your friends to subscribe. I mean, support us so we can get better equipment to improve on what CC is saying. Like if anyone can do this, we can do it. So, um, But having the good equipment makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. damn right. Yeah. yeah. So if you're enjoying the podcast, imagine how much better it would be on an H5N. No, what I recorder. love is this. So what we're doing is we've set targets. And so if, if we get if we get 10 more subscribers from now, we're upgrading one of the microphones uh-huh. to a real high-end <laughs> microphone. Okay, right? yeah. And so what I like about that is it'll be like me speaking crystal clear and then Vivek. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. won't have to listen to Vivek's puns. If yeah. I, you can hear, the, terrible, man. hear the Australian <laughs> twang and nothing else. No. Yeah. Um, my first few episodes that I did, I my first three were with, friends of mine yeah um, which is a good way to do it yeah it helped but i did it in my bedroom i found like these i, I made a den basically right of like oh my yeah yeah cloth or whatever yeah, yeah yeah and then i was, I was wait you're doing it under the blanket yeah. oh my god that's amazing <laughs> and then i was um <laughs> telling one of the girls i was like oh do you know my next episode i'm i'm interviewing camille chang she's an olympic swimmer right she's yeah. quite hong kong famous and uh, and i had to get like, her under the blanket you're in here are you i was like <laughs> I think so. She's like, you cannot, like, you cannot bring an Olympian into your bedroom. Have you ever met her before? No. But I think it's a little bit weird if you bring her into your room. So I was yeah. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. Just make sure you fart before you get under the blanket with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be an awkward podcast. <laughs> I, I found this other place to do it, but honestly, the bedroom den, the audio sounded better than the other place. Yeah, probably. that's often the case. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day small spaces that you can have in your house can work super yeah, well yeah. if they're right and then yeah. bigger spaces that look amazing look beautiful can be terrible it's hard in Hong Kong because nowhere has a carpet right it's all oh yeah yeah, yeah. I remember floor, I so. did this one of my favourite podcasts I ever did with one on Shanghai was with the guy uh, you guys probably don't know but there's a place called Xintian D that's like one of the legendary tourist spots and like mm. an awesome place to go and see and he was the architect for the whole thing mm. And he's like, come record in my studio. It's quiet and everything like that. But it was huge, tall ceilings and concrete walls. And it just sounded like it was echoing the whole way through. Like, I can't yeah. listen to it yeah. now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it gets, it gets super frustrating. But there's a point at which you're doing it when you feel like you know everyone that's listening to it, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. there's a point where you're like... I don't know that person. Yeah. <laughs> and they're telling me they love it. Like, I know. How great is that? Yeah, it's a nice feeling. It is. I remember, and I, it, I've had people that have known a guest and they've, you they've know, found it that on way. Instagram, right? Oh, listening to this. But then a few weeks later, when it's not their friend, they're still listening and it's like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, we uh, we had one of our guests that I think was one of the hardest we had bring on, who mm. became like a pretty a p- Patreon listener, which was just oh amazing. It was so motivating. Yeah, when you get a stress on that, and one, so we did the Hong Kong Spoken Word Festival, and Sissy did, had a great podcast, and most of the people were there for you. <laughs> and not only that, but they were like, they wanted everyone to know that they were there for you. Like, oh, like wow. if someone said a word that sounded like Sissy, <laughs> like, woo! Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here! 
yeah. we're here for that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're discussing or something. I'm gonna go see. Oh, she's a CEO. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm there with Muhammad. He's like, how many people are here for us? I'm like, none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let it go. No, I shouldn't say that because a couple of people were. Pe- Peter and Sue House came. Or Sue House probably didn't come up for us, but we did have a couple of people there. Um, and I don't want to disrespect that. <laughs> but uh, do, when did, did you feel like there was a, tra- a transition moment where you're like, this is really resonating with people? Um, I think going from season one to season two, right? Because season one was kind of people that were already in my network, right? So I, maybe I wasn't friends with them, but I was one person away from them. So I sort of knew of them. Yeah. Whereas season two, it was I was approaching people I'd never met. Um, I didn't really have much, like any connection with, so I was really just DMing them. Yeah. And a few of them were replying, oh yeah, I've heard of your podcast, or oh, I've seen it, or I've, yeah, I've, I've been listening to this. So I think that was for me like, oh wow, like people that I think are quite big deals in the women's sporting world, know of this little thing. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think that, moving to season two, um, definitely. And then just being asked to do things like the other week, you know, the Spoken Word Festival, or through other things, like through WISE, this charity I work for. Other oh, I, I, you know, I forgot to mention that. So you're involved with WISE HK, which that's is, right, yeah. what is it? Women in sport. Yeah, empowered. Empowered, yeah. right? So to, for me, I always say that finding WISE was really the turning point of my Hong Kong experience from going like, I'm just here to teach. I'll do a year to I... Contributing to society. Right, I'm doing a bit more, right? And so I found um, WISE really, really clumsily. I... I decided one day that I need to do more with my time because when I was in England I was I was doing bits of voluntary stuff I was coaching and I I had a year in Hong Kong and I was thinking I just teach you know I want to do a bit more so I went on LinkedIn and honestly just typed in women in sport found Alicia who's the founder of WISE and just messaged her anyway ended up getting involved in WISE and they're awesome and that really changed my Hong Kong experience and I met which Alicia is that Alicia Loy. Oh, I don't know her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably just butchered her surname. Oh, yeah, Loy. Yeah, yeah, it's correct. Yeah, yeah. Loy. Yeah. Did you Loy? Alicia Loy. Let's not say our last name. But yeah, Wise is awesome. Wise is a charity. We do events for women and girls in Hong Kong just to do more sport. We're trying to run some programs and things. It's been a quiet year. Obviously, not much has been going on but a lot of planning but do you do you face a lot of challenges with more traditional families who are like i don't want my kids involved in Uh this this is not really important to us for sure yeah 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 Yeah, because i think for a lot of local families it's i don't want my daughter to be you know bigger or i don't want oh this is yeah this is the best i'm like you think muscular is that easy to become it's like i'm gonna go oh my god i'm arnold do you know how much creatine and protein i eat and i have nothing you think your daughter's gonna get jacked yeah i'm not lifting 10 pounds yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I did shoulder presses today. I'm in trouble tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So no, you do yeah. you do get a lot. So because even with comedy, sure. you know what's weird is that in comedy, especially uh, Chinese comedy, mm. uh, we have a lot of we don't have that many female comedians. A lot of it is because number one, society is mm. not ca- common, and number two, also the idea of like, oh, if I'm on stage and I I'm too funny, it's actually been a, a, a real issue that oh, I may never never get married because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like no one wants a funnier wife. I'm like, well, you don't know enough men to judge like that. Right. Yeah. So a lot of comedians oh. would love to have like someone funny and be like, I'll take that 
bit. You stay at home. I'm just trying uh, to like. I could not die a comedian. I mean, that's like, oh, that bit is funny, but she's taking it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because anything happens, you're like, you, you're gonna use that. Yeah, you're gonna use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life is terrible. You're gonna use that now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you but, do yeah, same for thing. sure stereotypes, everything like that is is much much greater here i think and and we are really trying to do more for the local scene because we a lot of our events you know we have a lot of western families that yeah. come or western girls but i think one of the things i've realized is because hong kong culture is so competitive right that you know from five years old they want to be the best their parents tell them they need to be the best that i think a lot of the time when people don't think they're going to be an athlete they kind of think well what's the point why am i going to waste my time playing this sport yeah, I'm not going to the Olympics I'm going to be the best I'm not yeah. going to the Olympics so what's the point so I think we are trying to show we do women right that you know it doesn't matter there's still lots of things you can take from it but their mentality I think is well if I can't take like success from it then it's yeah. not for me it's know? like if I don't go all I, the you, way I would go the other way and be like so what's the other thing you're doing? You're not going to be the best in the world yeah, at that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Hate to break it to you. Yeah. But your job in the accounting firm, yeah. Yeah. it's not the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Calculator is going to outdo you every day. Do you find that there's another side to that coin though in that once they do get hooked in it, they're very competitive? They keep that competitiveness? I Certainly once you get into something, yeah. But I think as well, and I think this is a girl thing, people more a local thing as well. People don't want to look stupid, right? People don't want to make a nah, fool guys of don't like yeah, that either. Well, yeah, guess, <laughs> we don't, don't like want those to look guys, stupid. Those yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, we don't want to look stupid. Yeah. They, you know, they usually end up looking stupid. That totally, stupid. Yeah. one of the first jokes I ever wrote that really reminds me of that is like just how bullshit cultural differences that we mm. think are. Like the huge thing is like, so Chinese people don't like losing face. It's yeah. like, no one likes losing yeah, face. Yeah, that's true. No one does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. Not a, it's not a cultural unique quality, culturally unique quality. Yeah, oh my gosh, I don't like it yeah. at all. I, I won't even say I'm goy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much yeah. face I right now. I'm actually sweating about what I'm going to say when I get yeah. out. Yeah, they just look, just, just use That's Google. so funny. Yeah. I remember being like that. You see, like, you see that you prepare all sentences. You're going to ask him, I'm going to ask him about his kids. He's got kids, is he married or anything? And then you just go, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so same challenges, especially with women, like not wanting to look uh, silly or yeah. whatever whatever yeah. doing sports but then have there been breakthroughs that you've seen uh, people who've come in like kind of shy kind of d- not really knowing what they do but something like wise or whatever you guys have mm-hmm. changed this person completely oh i don't know if we've there have been breakthroughs for sure we we do um one of our main things we do is mother and daughter sports day events right oh, wow. so a lot of the time you'll get um the mums turning up and they've dragged their daughter out right and the, the child is like hiding behind mum's legs at the start like I, please don't make me do this and then by the end they, they want to go they're running around that sort of thing but um i'd say what we do i i think is incredibly beneficial and i think it's great and and we're trying to do more um, stuff with teens now and sort of young adults at university age. We've got a few things in the works. So I think I think so, yeah. Oh, I mean, so like in Australia, and I imagine it's pretty similar in England. It's like sport is just so embedded in the culture. Uh-huh. Like yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. sport's compulsory in school. Yeah. You have to do it. But sports is embedded in the culture if it's in your culture in England, right? If you are, you're either sporty or you're not. I, I really do think there's a there's a difference. Something like a World Cup, anybody gets in. My mum hates football, hates sport. There's a World Cup, 
she's a diehard England fan all of a sudden, right? So World Cups, people kind of get into it. But <laughs> World Cup, she, you walk out, she's got the red paint on her face. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, what's up, Sissy? <laughs> three lions tattooed <laughs> on her arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think if you're a sporty family, sport is a huge part of your life. But if you're not, it's really... Interesting, yeah. No. no, but it's mandatory in most Australian schools. Really? Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. It's really hard to get out of it, actually. Huh. And the funny. thing that I always think about is, like, even though you didn't get that great at it, you learn, like, the, I have two kids, and mm. the, the oh. one thing that I want to teach them, like, I want them to find interest in something and then be like, if you try to get good at it, like, get learning to get good at something mm-hmm. is super mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that, they're the kind of lessons that translate from sport, I yeah, think, anyway. Not sure. just sport. Actually, even just, like, playing an instrument, uh-huh. I think, is the same. Mm-hmm. But just, like, you know... Uh, just try to to really advance yourself mm-hmm. and then plateau and try to hit another level yeah, and like that yeah. mindset. They're the kind of things you can pick up from sport. For sure, for sure, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I love the most about sport is the transferable things that you can learn. Yeah, the right? mental game, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, because exactly. I, I think that's another thing. As you, before the podcast, you were mentioning about the, the mind game, the mental mm-hmm. game and everything with sports. I think this comedy, everything, mm-hmm. it's basically like it's all in your head. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So, do you, have you found that nowadays you're actually spending more time maybe explaining these concepts to participants or you're exploring it more like the mental game of sports rather than actually going into the field and running around? I, for myself? Yourself and also maybe just any events that are involved. Do you like, okay, let's say before, let's say soccer practice would be, let's go kick the ball around. Right. Now, would there be times like, hey, for soccer practice for the first half an hour, let's sit down and talk about these topics. I yeah. want you guys to get in your head correct. Do you see a shift in focus of there of less movement, more talk? Yes, I, I would say yes. Yeah. So I, I actually coach a women's team at the moment. Um, what age? They are, I think we have a someone in their forties and then oh, they're adults, 20s. adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my football team. So basically, my team. We are quite a Western kind of team right so we tend to have a lot of people come to us over the summer for like pre-season stuff that want to play and when we moved into division one that we're in now we kind of had to be a bit more serious right yeah. we kind of had to want to take this seriously we want to win we want to train quite not just dr- not just drinking not just get pissed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we get a lot of people that come and they want to do that and we didn't want to turn them away so we set up this like social team um that we take it in turns to coach right but it's predominantly me that i'm kind of the one that wants to do this it kind of keeps it keeps them uh doing it and we played a friendly game on wednesday these girls have only been training on and off over the last year right and uh you know they're they're okay <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> Um, but we played a friendly against our club's under 18 team. So there were these 16, 17 year olds and all the girls, they turned out, they're, they're so excited. And I sat them down before and I said, listen, we're not going to win this game, but here's what we're going to try and do in this game. Okay. So whatever, however many times. Great coaching. You guys yep. suck, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we're going to enjoy sucking. <laughs> Just try to limit how stupid you look when yeah. you lose. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. At the end of the whole motivation speech, you're like, I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, they were all so excited. But just thank him at the end. That's yeah. all I want you to do. It's a guy and know your address. That's all you have to do today. All right. <laughs> but really, you know, I said, um, you know, these guys, they're, they're 16 years old. They. But they're like elite, <laughs> elite 16 year olds. Right. right. They're good, you know. And uh, and are they just a local team or what are they? The 16 the year olds. Yeah. They're a mix. They're some local, but mainly sort of international school kids. Mm. Um, but our women, I said, you know, None of us have ever played a match. Well, none of you have ever played a match of football before. 
what I really want us to try and do, this is the sort of level, I want us to try and connect three passes together and then that would be great. You know, they only lost oh, four. Oh, gamification, no. basically. Right, yeah, yeah, have some targets that they're trying yeah, to achieve yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. the whole game exactly, winning. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. But the mental game is huge. I mean, it, we, I think I, since I've taken more of an interest in it, I've noticed its power mm. more in the last couple of years I'd okay say. okay yeah, yeah. like what about what about trash talking like when it comes to sports and any sort of competition i love trash talking yeah. like, i i uh, that's why you like cricket <laughs> exactly i'm like your ball <laughs> sucks anyway so trash talking is that a thing that happens naturally or people are just quite polite in general um okay so i went to watch a men's game yesterday at football club and i forgot the level of trash talking in the guys game compared <laughs> oh to, I my think God. so polite compared to the guys but we yeah i'd say there's quite a bit yeah i, I would but say a few players it's, it's a person thing really like some people are a bit more like they can give a bit of shit to people yeah yeah because like it's women really are better at it though they don't need to say as much they're, yeah. they're, they're better at, at finding insecurities yeah, yeah. yeah. guys will be yeah. like you're stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Women are like, nice eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it that way. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll I mean, never play again. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, like, I, I, when you talk about sports psychology, it actually translates a lot to even comedy. Yeah. The idea that you're in that position, that clutch moment, you know, in the last shot of the game, mm-hmm. can you make it? Do you doubt yourself? Yeah. And because uh, like, I read books like Michael Jordan, other the classics and everything. Oh, and he's a, the king he, of trash talk. Yeah, he's the king of trash talk and like, he thrives on the fact that when you trash talk me I will raise my game to another level oh yeah, you know, the, yeah like yeah. that competitive, competitive have you spirit seen, you've seen the documentary right oh yeah the, the, have you oh, seen yeah, that yeah. The Last the, the, Dance the, the Chicago yeah. yes 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 I have yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there was that and also there was some books talk, spoc- uh, some books talking about sports psychology like guys like uh, Kobe Bryant and everything he was talking about how when everyone else is playing checkers I'm playing chess like he's, he's telling everyone that I'm at a different level I'm not even competing with you guys. You're not even anywhere <laughs> and they're close like, to well, you're playing the wrong game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rules are not the same. It's they're good. playing basketball. I'm playing squash. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, but it doesn't work that way. Why do you have a racket? <laughs> different it rules, yeah, buddy. you can't hit us with a racket. I'm not the, I'm not the ball. So what I'm saying is that the sports psychology translation you did mention as well mm. with real life. Mm. Have you seen other things transform? For example, someone coming in lack of confidence or couldn't really find a career development. And after a year just working in sports and this and like they found their way. Because, like, for me, the mental game is really big with sports. Like, mm. I, look, I, I go to the gym, but it's not really, like, so much like I want to lift some something heavy. Sure. But it's more that mental game of one-hour discipline of, like, I'm not going to stop halfway because I'm tired. There's no giving up. Mm. You know, finish that rep. You did eight last time. You hit eight or... Oh, or, also, just not forget about what on the day. It's going back every day. Like, yeah, yeah. it's the ongoing Routine. commitment that's really... Di- I think that's, yeah. the, that's the mental game. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like when you're wrecked and like, you go, oh, I just stopped for a month yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I think one thing that I've... Team sports has taught me is just showing up for other people, not just yourself. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's on, a big factor, like, right? Being a, a team player, I think, is such an important thing to yeah. learn. Do you know, on Saturday night, we had a game against a super hard team. We barely had any players. So much of me wanted to not go to this game because I was like, we're going to lose. We've got to go so far. I'm going to be late anyway because I have to work. But I think having a conversation with yourself to say, show up for them. Do you know, it doesn't matter if you lose. Show up for them. Even if you don't even get on the pitch, right? You're there for them. Put your kits on, stand with them. Like, I think that is one of the key things. Just not being individual you know? okay yeah because like i mean sports like is good but then i it doesn't translate 100 to comedy because like i don't want a comedian coming to a show like i'm just going to show up for you right. yeah yeah i know i'm going to bomb on stage but i'm still doing my set i'm like no 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 but don't also do that. <laughs> but we're also in a way not on the same team 
yeah, in a way. Not. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're doing the whole game together. They all want to beat each other. Yeah, in a way you want to beat each other, but yeah. at the same you're, you're, the whole game is only successful when everyone does their best. Yeah. But then you also kind of want to do better than the next person. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You want like everyone a, else to do right, well, yeah. and then you want to do better than yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're not the headliner. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, I love right burying the, the guy behind me needs to be buried <laughs> in my set. I have such a lot of admiration for you guys getting up and doing that. I think that's terrifying. Oh, no. Getting up and having to kick a ball around, even, I, yeah, I admire that much more. Really? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Like, because like the thing for me is like doing comedy. I'm just like I go up there and just talk. Okay, I mean, yeah, you I just have to have no shame. That's the problem. Yeah, you bring you bring in too much yeah. equipment yeah. to the yeah. The field. technique of you know coordination is not really there. Right. You see a lot of comedians who can't even stand straight. But yeah. <laughs> so do you have any? That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually that's okay, really that's nasty. Very wrong. <laughs> you know the inside joke anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what do you feel has been like the best thing that's come out of the podcast for you? Um, what's been the best? thing I it's really uh, the people I've met has been amazing and I've really I'd say I have a really good set of connections now and what's great about Hong Kong is that once you know one person you know another five right so just hooking up a really really good network um, I think as well it's really I've learned so much about women in sport I'd say this time last year I knew a bit about the sort of inequalities and the struggles but really, I've learned such a lot from every guest I've had. They're super, super knowledgeable. Um, so I think that and just knowing more people, knowing things, I guess. And what do you think is the secret sauce for in the changing room? Why do you think it works? What's, um, what, what, is it, what are you doing differently? I think it's a different kind of sports podcast, I think, because I am very honest about the fact that I'm actually not a great footballer and I don't know that much about football. Like, sometimes when you talk to people, guys mainly, right, British guys, oh, you play football, oh, what do you think about this, this, this in the Premier League? I'm like, I haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't really know. I just really like sport and I like who it makes me. And I'm very honest about that and say, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not that good at football, honestly. I just love it. And I've had a lot of guests on uh, and we've been very honest about that and said, you know, we make a fool of ourselves sometimes, but actually one thing it's taught me is this. So I think it not being a super niche sports podcast it's more like a it's okay you know mm. to be average at something and still get a lot from it but it seems like you're not average at it at all you know when what do you think makes a good podcast or a good podcast episode um like what do you look for and you're like i'm gonna take notes now Go <laughs> <ahead."> <laughs> and can we do it no yeah. uh, <laughs> i think i always know just before i record whether it's going to be good or not do you know that 10 really? minute chat before when you have with someone before I get a sense of this is going to be... I, 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 so what, what, what is an in indication that it might not go well? Um, maybe you're not... Not that you're not getting on, but that you don't like bounce off each other straight away. Or just like one word answers for everything. Right, and it's kind of like, you know, there's no real... I don't know. I want to say the word banter, but I you don't get the excited word like when you're talking with them. Just like okay, I'm gonna try to yeah, drag stuff out of yeah, them. That's yeah, the issue. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think what makes a good podcast episode is a good rapport between people. That's a pretty textbook answer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes cliche stuff is true. I always yeah. think about that. Like the the older I get, the more the cliche statements. I'm like, God, they're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're right. yeah, totally, yeah. And then you totally. start telling to the younger generation, you're like, I've become one of them. I know. Um, oh yeah, my stuff. my sister is like a sucker for all that stuff. She put on her Facebook wall like, "Life's not learning about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to 
dance in the rain. I was like, damn it. <laughs> that, that made you, oh, God. But I cannot agree with that. I can't even, like, oh, my God. <laughs> she's going to see the notification. Yeah. Oh, and she's God, like, he liked it. Putting up another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, don't encourage it. <laughs> You're feeding it now. Yeah. yeah. Fading the but base. But have you had a guest that has said something that kind of made you go like, oh, yeah, that, oh, wow, that's exactly what I've been kind of like a missing link? Because that's another thing I find as well when I, like, say, again, talking to different people and they just have that one phrase that just clicks in your head and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, that, that, oh, that puts everything into perspective for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, something connects the dots for you. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, I, the way I do my podcast is the first thing on the episode is something good that they've said from the episode, right? And then it's like a little, almost yeah. like a teaser. Yeah, yeah. And there are some guests where I listen to the whole thing. I'm like, what? Oh, this is so bad to say. What <laughs> bit will I put at the start? Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then there are other guests where I'm like, man, everything you say is so great that I want to put it at the start. Um, I used to do the sure. same thing and I used to have the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Bad, isn't it? And you're like, <laughs> wow, I can't find 10 seconds that I are know. interesting out of this hour long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why is anyone going to listen to I it? say something good. I'm like, can I put me at the but start? But you know what? The other yeah. side of it is, though, is that. There have been times when I've made a podcast and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm comfortable putting this out. Really? And friends of mine that have more experience with it or were at the time would be like, you know, the timetable is very important. You mm-hmm. just just get, you know, get something out, of, yeah. out there and then you put it out and people are like, oh, that was my favorite. Yeah, you know, like totally. you, you don't, maybe you don't always hear the, uh-huh. what, whatever insight is being shared. For sure. Actually, that's one thing I've learned is that I think we're too hard on ourselves all the time. I will sit like slating an episode that I'm like listening back to. I'm like, oh, it's so boring. It's so awful. And as you say, then people are like, that was brilliant. I love this bit. I like, loved it more than the other ones. I was like, did you hate the other I ones? I know. I'm like, what about the other one? <laughs> yeah. That other girl, she has 20,000 followers on Instagram. Don't you like that one? They're like, yeah. no, I like the normal girl with 50. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because you're connecting dots and stuff you already know. Yeah. It's sort of everyone knows different things and uh-huh. there's a bit of insight into yeah. listening to anyone speak for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I loved the live podcast you did the other week. Oh, and thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, it's guys, been it's fun. really awesome. <laughs>